My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. And I'm Sky. And today is the first episode of 2021. We made oh my it. Gosh, we, did it. <laughs> we did it. We did it. So, okay, this is sort of like a vaguely premature uh, celebration because we're recording this still in, in 2020. 2020. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna assume that we made it. Your uh, leaders, they did not was, make no. it. No. Oh. <laughs> There's like three days left. Who knows? <laughs> aliens. Have we had aliens yet? I don't know. We did. Well, yeah. Well, we, oh, we did. That's right. We, we did. did. That's right. There, there are oh, lots no, of alien things thing. that happened. There was. Yeah. No, it, it was the the, uh, the Israeli intelligence officer. <laughs> yeah, the, he was like. Galactic, the Galactic we all Federation. all handle it. Yeah, well, there was that. And then. And then there was the monolith thing. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yes. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I think today's thing was uh, ceiling fans malfunctioning and throwing their blades. As they- that show where they would always um, like, oh, Mythbusters. They did a Mythbusters where they like, try to murder, you know, see if you could lose your head. You could be decapitated with a ceiling fan. And they were like, you can't. So they like put like lawnmower blades on it and they still couldn't decapitate. No, I've stopped them yeah. with my hand. It's yeah. <laughs> they were like, yeah, nah. like they industrial well, sped like, it I up. Like and it, would, like, it would still well, be unpleasant. They, they used a I pumpkin like and it, would, it would hurt. with like with sharp blades and an industrial speed fan, it like chopped the head, like the top of the head off, but they were like, to get it going fast enough that it could decapitate you, it would be going so fast it would like scalp you first. Like it, yeah, you couldn't yeah. jump up high enough to get decapitated. It's like, well, good to know. So this oh, episode is about the uncanny <laughs> counter. Yeah, this, yeah it yes. really ties in with fans. um great lead in um if you're a fan of webtoons you would know that it's based on a webtoon indeed you would see we can bring it around you can segue into anything if you believe in yourself enough (laughs) i i feel like the show has things falling on people people falling thing people going unconscious it has a lot of that so we we can make it work so we're going to talk about the show Uncanny Counter, uh, which is currently on Netflix, uh, currently airing. Um, there are eight, as of this recording, there are eight episodes out. And this is your and spoiler warning. We're going to be talking about all eight. If you haven't already watched it and you plan on watching it, stop now. Once you watch the first eight episodes, return and listen. This is the last warning. You can't get mad at us now for spoiling anything. Okay? We've, you know, we've, we've all agreed upon this. Cool? Okay. Virtual handshake. <laughs> yeah. This is, this, is a, this is a, we're making a, a, a verbal a contract right now. You've entered into no a legally binding agreement. <laughs> You've entered into an agreement that you cannot get mad about us spoiling this because you have been forewarned several times. So yes, the uncanny counter. The show. Uh, starts out with our young child being being a little bit saucy to his parents because they work too much and they're driving. And listen. Oh I love this show, but as soon as I was like young kid with two good looking parents in car driving at night, okay, I see. Something bad's gonna happen here. I see where this is going. Oh, and they're like, Saucy is little, like, a little too extreme. Yeah, he wasn't really. It was oh, like, yeah, a, no, no, no. He was just, no, no. So he was just kid. being, it was like, like I'm gonna. He was like, I drew a picture of my family and it's just my grandparents because you're all too busy. And they're like, oh, we love you. Like, we'll go on. We're going to go on. What are they going to go on a camping Vacation, or something together? Yeah. yeah. You know, they were going to, you know, hang out because we love you. And we're, they seem like really good parents and you seem like a really happy family. And because this is a show, well, that ain't going to last. So. 
I mean, it's basically a superhero show, and we know how superheroes yeah. and parents you gotta, goes. So, yeah, tragic truly makes the magic with this one. Uh, tragic backstories back are the key sauce that you drizzle over this delectable meal of a show. Uh, so, yeah, you know, yeah, please, please someone else take over this. Okay, I mean, is melting. <laughs> I, I can so okay so first we should actually like just like talk about like some of the like specifics of the show like so you know going mm-hmm. in because some people might actually like stay and listen to this and have no intention on actually watching the show yes, it is currently yes. airing on OCN and Netflix mm-hmm. has it picked up so if you're in Korea you're watching on OCN you're not you're watching on netflix so that sets up like the kind of the tone of the show because it's ocn so you're gonna know that's gonna be a little Mm -hmm. bit of darker show so it does start off with the the untimely demise of the parents there's a truck of doom that happens very early on uh, but essentially what happens is the kid Mm. is the only one to survive out of this car accident he doesn't remember much of anything because he was like what five in the show like he was a young young kid um and it left him uh being disabled he could not use one of his legs because of the incident um and then it kind of cuts forward to when he is in his high school years he is kind of an outcast with his like best friend trio which are the greatest trio in the entire world they're they're so good (laughs) they're so good and um he's they're kind of getting beat up a lot this they got bullied the school bully yeah yeah so he's like his dad is running for mayor no he is the mayor yeah he is he is the mayor and you find out why that's a very big thing okay towards the end of the the uh episodes Mm -hmm. so now i watched this when it first aired so now it's like a like since I didn't watch it like right before we recorded, I don't remember everything that happens. Mm-hmm. Things happen mm-hmm. and uh, you find out that there's yeah. essentially this group uh, who is kind of, they're kind of like grim reapers or like the like half step of grim reapers. They specifically mm-hmm. take the souls of uh, really bad people. Cause in the show's mm-hmm. world, bad people they keep on getting passed in like evil souls keep getting passed into a person so they become Mm -hmm. even more dangerous and there's this group of people who come to collect the soul so then the the um the people who have been ruined by this person their souls are released and they can go to heaven and pass over they're connected to a group this is very strange and it's weird. You're just gonna have to live with it. Like, <laughs> follow me. They're connected with a group who is in yeah. the afterlife heaven sort of thing. Uh, and they're all tied to one person. And the way that the, these, what they call them as counters, the way that they are, they work is they are all people who have been in a coma. And so they're tied to their like counterpart. Do they have even specific names for them? Yeah, I think so they far? do. They, yeah. The yeah. names come up remember. sometimes later. Yeah, so they t- call them by mm-hmm. name. Like they'll be like, "Oh, Joe is like in heaven sending yeah. me a signal." Or whatever, yeah, so. I just didn't know if they like because they're not I counters. Don't remember? Oh, no. as far as oh, their role, like, yeah. If they did, yeah. I I can't. I don't I know. Don't remember. And yeah, yeah. it feels but, like they do have more authority. Just yeah, yeah. They do they're almost because more they're like they angels, are, but they're not. Yeah, they they're... they are essentially like they would be the grim raper role. Mm-hmm. Essentially, a counter. They, they feel sort of like the 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 administration of the afterlife. Like they're they're the dispatchers, and the people in the comas who have them in their minds are like. The, I mean, you know, but they're um, the ones that impart the powers and stuff. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's kind of about that. Yeah, like it's it's that level but they don't actually do any of the work in terms right, of finding yeah. <laughs> the people like the counters do all the work on the finding the bad people catching the bad people making sure that they're caught by the police like they do all that work and so essentially the group that's in heaven is essentially like angels or actual green rim reapers they're the ones to take the the person and show them the light and sometimes they connect them with like people who have passed on and that sort of thing but they are attached to each of these specific counters so if one of the counters dies 
they have to find another place oh, to to live right. in and this is how our lead main character comes in mm-hmm. uh he somehow even though he's not in a coma is able to be inhabited by one of these spirits after the the person that the, that spirit was attached to in the group was killed by one of these like possessed evil spirit guys, evil spirit yeah. guys. and so she like the 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 afterlife person um goes into this this kid for some reason that we're slowly like developing the story as to why it is because he then essentially joins the group and it's a little bit interesting when he joins the group because he doesn't have the the past that the others have with like being in a coma and stuff uh he also gains powers like because they're essentially superheroes so he gains powers like he can like now actually like walk when before he couldn't the essential like plot of the the whole thing is that this kid comes into this counter group and they have to go catch evil spirits but along the way like any other k-drama in the entire world you find out that they're all connected through reasons (laughs) yeah so i hope that like gives you a a good on the fly summary on bizarre because it is kind of like a supernatural fantasy it does have some comedy but not a lot it's actually like i wouldn't consider it a comedy so but it's lighter for an ocn drama too like it's not as dark as ocn sometimes is it's around the player level because the player had a few episodes that were very 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 dark i think it's more if don't go into it thinking it's light and then you won't see people actually killed yeah, and, and you definitely see, see you definitely see death. it. So it's like it's it's dark, but it's not like overly graphic or gory or anything. Like, yeah, you'll see some blood, um, but they're not. You know, it's not it's like not like torture porn or something. Like, yeah, like it's not like watching porn. you know like Saw or something. It's just you know it's like action yeah. action violence is what I'd call it. You know, especially how the introduction of the show, like the intro scene with the mm-hmm. theme song yeah. it definitely has that comic book vibe which mm-hmm. aspects of the show have some some of the fight sequences have a little bit of that vibe just yeah. know that when it comes to stuff does look real a lot of the time so yeah. it's it's not just yeah if stuff looking real the production quality is oh, it is nice. delightful on this show it's like yeah. it's got that it's got that you know got that netflix quality you know what i mean i know that netflix is just a producer but but it it looks good it is a well-made show the action sequences are incredible like they're really good and i do know know that they uh, the entire cast trained for Mm -hmm. their sequences too so it's they did a lot of work because they do a lot of stunts in this and the cast mostly does it themselves and i think it's the highest rated rated OCN drama at this point, I think. I think that it's like that. It's it might have even surpassed what was the other one? Voice what was it? Voice. I think so. I, I'm going to bring up uh, fun yes, things about the uh, the little counter group, just because uh, like aesthetics. Essentially, <laughs> they uh, they hang out at a noodle shop and they run a noodle shop, which is fun. Mm-hmm. And yes. they also have matching training, uh, like jogger. Oh my god, so things. And it's just cute that they like a, a lot of times they're red, but then recently, mm-hmm. like there was a gray version, a dark gray version. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's just fun when they're fighting and stuff that they have like mm-hmm. a uniform that they wear, and they're yeah. always like, "Let's get changed," and it just adds to the superhero yeah. feel mm-hmm. to that. They also they also have a, a member of the group that doesn't really do any fighting, but is sort of this rich hippie that like <laughs> goes up to like solve their problems with money and political power. Which is... He's in a a weird little realm. <laughs> he's literally there's just the funds and can talk his way out of things so if they get in trouble yeah. like if they get caught by the police he can kind of get them out of there because he's pretty affluential for the neighborhood yeah 
Yeah. He just likes to show up, have some noodles, throw some money around, flirt with the Ajima and, you know, <laughs> yeah. drive off into his, sunset. Stroke his, stroke stroke his, his little, little magician, his little magician's goatee and then roll so, on out. I hadn't thought to stare at his hair. Is his hair kind of wavy, curly too? I feel like yeah. it is. Uh, he like, usually like has kind of... it like pulled back, doesn't he? Like, yeah, that's why I don't it, think I really I, I, thought it, about I it. I feel like there's like, it's got that kind of wave to it in that pulled back thing but i don't know so So, another thing that i was going to mention was about the counters whenever they become a counter for some reason their hair goes curly becomes curly (laughs) or wavy it Mm -hmm. looks like a perm essentially yeah uh and you see that process happen to the main character high school kid and it's just kind of funny and it's another thing because Ultimately, the little counters, the four of them, since there's a high school kid, a, I mean, how old does she seem to be? Uh, like 20, I'd say she's, you know, 20. Yeah. And, then, and then you have a, an older guy that would be the age, uh, around the age of the high school's, high schooler's parents, kind parents. of yeah. similar. And then the Ajima... And you never really know what age she is. You assume that yeah. she's just—you know, she's, she's at least a little bit older than five, forty-five she's to sixty-five. Old enough that to have way. a son who got married at some point, yeah. apparently. Yeah. But you know, but yeah. I—I'm very. She might fond not be of... older than the guy. Honestly, I think she's just always played that way. Mm, true, that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, Motak, the the actor playing Motak is fifty-one, so. And we know in Korea, if you're in your, if you're 50 in Korea as an actress, now you're into grandma stage. So like, <laughs> yeah. But uh, so it's kind of cute that as far as age wise, they kind of seem like a family. So you definitely get found family vibes with it. But since then, they all have matching hair with these matching outfits. It's just all kind of <laughs> funny whenever they are around each other. Well, I was just looking up their uh their ages and she is in fact she is in fact seven years younger than he is so. yeah <laughs> no way uh, much younger than than he is i'm just yeah, that's I, I, I like they're i'm born a big fan of they're born like, in different decades let's just say I, that you know having a <laughs> having an opa who's actually an opa is is you know a nice change yeah. of pace for me <laughs> no i don't get that very often so it's a good little rack tag group yeah, yeah definitely mm-hmm. but it is good i mean and they I do they lean also, into that found family a lot like they they have that mm-hmm. i don't know like the kid you know the high schooler who has no parents but like now he has kind of these older you know uncle mom figures who are looking out for him and this big sister and you know it's good i like it angry big sister (laughs) very angry big sister (laughs) one Uh, one thing i was thinking about today with it though so we we kind of mentioned um the main character high schooler kids friends but i wanted to talk about what's nice about so far in my opinion is it's not as if he only has the counters on his side he also has his grandparents Mm -hmm. and and also his friends, which they grew up together to where he kind of considers them his parents on some level. And he even says mm. that. And I really just enjoy, he has a lot of support systems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for, for kind of a superhero to have kind of three separate groups of support systems that he, that you see a lot of. You see his mm-hmm. grandparents a fair bit. You see him interacting with his friends a lot. And I think it's nice that they don't just get abandoned for mm-hmm. just yeah. the action family, kind of. Like, mm-hmm. it's nice that he has, and every single, rela- there's a lot of depth to all of his relationships. And yeah. I just think that's really great. At the beginning of the show, um, when he still has to use a cane and, and uh, has, you know, a crippled leg, um, his two friends are, you know, they, what's the word I'm looking for here? They're the most 
accommodating like they go out of their way to make sure that he is accommodated in what they are doing and is able to participate in everything that they do to you know so that he doesn't feel left out from anything and you can tell that and then later on so they have this encounter with the bully and the bully's beating up his friend and you know this kid always has a big sense of justice i think is what you could say for his characters that he wants to do the right thing and when he tries to help his friend his friend is like no I would rather get beaten up than you get beaten up Mm -hmm. and I just I think that's very sweet and it's a very nice character especially when you find out later on in the show that when they met his friend was his bully initially when they were in elementary school And so through the power of love and friendship, he turned his bully (laughs) into his best friend. And I think, you know, that's nice. It's just, you know, it's nice. It's nice. I I think one of my favorite scenes is the scene where he reveals to them that he can walk now, that he's been healed. And just the Mm. way they're just sobbing because they're so happy for him. And it's just... Oh, it was such a good scene. It's so beautiful. Like, and it starts out kind of looking like they're almost like maybe angry at him for keeping a secret kind of thing, but that's not it at all. They're just like so happy that he can walk and that it's so wonderful. They're so wonderful. Mm. They're such good friends. Like, I really like that the show kind of has these like families for him and they all mm -hmm. serve like an actual distinct purpose um they don't like there's like some sharing but like for the most part they uh, like each group has a tie to what like is Mm -hmm. helping him because you know his friends are there to be his support when he needs to like kind of break down and he doesn't want to put the burden on his you know his grandfather who's already like having to you know deal with the the grandmother and her issues with her dementia the un the county count counter group they have like this kind of like their goal or their like space in the show is to kind of develop him into an independent person and to mm-hmm. really like see his strengths and like not be like just tied to the people in his life because he's had to be tied to these people for most of his life because you know his parents died when he was really young and he went through a massive like mental issues with that seeing his parents die essentially in front of him and then like with Mm -hmm. his like grandparents and then being raised like that and then also having his uh issue with his leg and then bullying and stuff like that and so like each of the 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 relationships kind of representing one thing is a really nice like added bonus to this. They don't like try to muddle it up a lot. Yeah. And I really like that they're all there. I mean, yeah. it gives a lot of depth yeah. to his character. It helps him develop in different ways. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. And the fact that I mean, as of episode eight, none of them have died. <laughs> like yes. they didn't yes, kill off all... any of his support groups just to like further his character yet i don't like you know like if they had introduced the friends and they were really important for the first two episodes and then died to further his character you know like right off the bat it's nice that we're getting more development and more you know there was a scene i think in like episode three where grandpa and grandma were going was going uh i need to die because you can't leave our grandson with me, you know, in one of her lucid moments. And I was like, oh, crap. One of them is going to die. Dang it. You know, but like, we've hit it, episode eight and we're still fine. Like, I'm like, I mean, I fully expect at some point we might we'll probably lose a grandparent. I, okay, I accept that. But like, it's nice that we're getting more of that time. They're not just there to be a plot development they're there to actually mm-hmm. be characters and at least half of the show <laughs> yeah, for yeah. the first half of the show at least yeah is, you know the relationships are strong i also really enjoyed uh there's a scene where he beats the shit out of the bullies like he just <laughs> he loses it and he anyway and uh basically the, all the parents of these affluent kids 
who he beat up are basically sensing that, you know, assuming that since he's an orphan uh, from a poor family, that he has no backup and he, they can just walk right over him, right? Mm-hmm. And despite the fact that he was not in the wrong and for what happened because he was not the bully. <laughs> it's like, listen, they had it coming, okay? Like sometimes people just have it coming. And in this sense, those bullies really had it coming, you know? And then to see like, you know, his found family just come in and be like, oh, oh no, you thought that because this person seemed like a vulnerable person that you could just, you know, you thought it was okay to just come in and, you know, use your power over this person because you thought that they, you know, couldn't fight back. Well, guess what, bitch, (laughs) nice try. And I find that like, I feel like that the way that there's that the, the relationships are really being sold very well because of the quality of the actors that they've cast in the in the show mm-hmm. like the actors are incredible in this show and they're really they're killing it they're killing it they're doing a great job everything they is are. just so good the way they're devel- developing the evil spirits and the I'm going to call it crimes, though it's not like they're meaning to go solve crimes. Though, actually, that is another aspect of one of the counter dudes. Um, I guess we, I guess they do start doing crime stuff. But the way all everything develops with the bad, you know, all the various bad guys and the various people, uh, it, it doesn't feel super puzzly, but the way it slowly does knit together is pretty cool. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I'm enjoying that as the things get revealed and you're like, oh, like there's a connection here and then there's another connection and then, and the way yeah. that they've kind of combined the the crime aspects, like it's not like there's two different stories going on. So they get pulled pretty early on. You find out that like as counters, they're not allowed to get involved in the human world and they're not supposed to get involved in like human crime. They're only supposed to go after the people who have these evil spirits in them, but they've kind of worked it in such a way that like, well, we can like kind of go that line now because there's an evil spirit guy who's connected to this crime stuff. So yeah, you can, you know, you can fudge it out. You know, if you can justify you know justify why you're there and so like you can make the connection we're, we're looking for the spirit dude this is just you know and then he stumbles across this crime stuff so it works another thing to mention is sometimes when they are making the evil spirits go to the afterlife then the souls of the people that got killed are released as well and so they sometimes get mm-hmm. to usher the souls of innocent people to the afterlife too and so then sometimes you see that story which on some respect reminds me a little bit of like goblin whenever the grim reaper would have his moments Mm -hmm. with people um so so that's neat like there's definitely been a time or two i've shed some tears with how those things are revealed and Mm -hmm. it can be really touching and stuff but I, i those are nice little very small stories that they put in there that are pretty neat so i have to say that the actor who is playing i don't want to call him like the main villain but the guy who's killing everyone (laughs) just the 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 most demonic currently just chilling around that they're having the most problems with like he's doing amazing yeah like Mm -hmm. he is so good at his role uh, if you've seen King Eternal Monarch and there was that one very handsome bald bodyguard that was just always sort of in the background, it's him! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, him! In so, you know. OCN's grand tradition of um, uncomfortably attractive, <laughs> horrible, evil people. Yeah, he is, yeah. He is pretty. He is, he's got a little something to him. He's got a little something. <laughs> but, like, he's I not, know. like, too pretty. He's, like, the perfect amount of pretty that you're like mm, pretty and then you're like oh no <laughs> pretty oh. and that's super evil oh put that knife away no no yeah. no 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 demon voice yeah. demon voice demon <laughs> eyes like, I, like, think he's, 
I find his character sort of interesting the way that they're playing it because like when he's not doing evil things, he doesn't actually seem that evil. He seems just sort of naive, I want to say. And then suddenly he's, you know, stabbing a dude after duct taping him to a chair. And it's, it's a bizarre juxtaposition. And he has this bizarre relationship with the dude who runs the scrapyard he works at that he calls his father, but is definitely not. I think it, I feel like maybe it is his dad. It's, you know. Well, there's something weird about him in general. It's not like the other um, ones that they're catching because the spirits like just keep on jumping into different people's bodies. And one Mm -hmm. of the biggest things that like is kind of revealed towards the end of this half, first half of the series is that you find that he was one of the ones who caused the accident Mm -hmm. that killed the parents, but he looks exactly the same age and everything at that point. Mm -hmm. And he, there should be like a drastic difference in his age and his look because he's, Mm -hmm. the actor is kind of young enough that like the, let's say it's supposed to be like 10 ish years since the accident. I don't remember what it is like I off the top of my seven, head. seven, like the other guy. It's was enough that like but... he would have like, he would be noticeably different in age and look because mm-hmm. he's a young guy. He's like a younger guy playing and like right. the actor is. So there's, I, there's got to be a reason why it's that. And I'm hoping yeah. it's not just because they did the missing the other side treatment where it was just like they're like oh, i don't care about oh well looking at age <laughs> it might ruin maybe, things about you know, the plot maybe but whatever got a demon in you it keeps you young i don't know well it does definitely like doesn't that. do that because they, we've already shown that like it doesn't because true. the uncle and her like, uncle was possessed yeah. yeah right yep, he, and there has to be like something special about him yeah, I feel because, like he's a little bit more like supernatural than everybody else. Everybody yeah. else is kind of just like it's just like the host of like building mm-hmm. up because mm-hmm. it is a what? thing that that the people that like are like get um these spirits are already evil people. It's not like mm-hmm. the randomly one day a good person gets, gets possessed. It's, it's just that yeah. the spirits are allowed to like move and keep on essentially living through these hosts because the hosts were already terrible human beings so yeah. already like receptive yeah. they essentially their- like kind of say they kind of follow somebody see that they're bad and then wait for them to like cross that line that yeah. let them in you know? yeah and then and then with with each you know bad act usually a murder that these people do then the person the the evil spirit who's sort of like along for the ride gains more power and mm-hmm. can gain more control over their host which i find is interesting because it's it's clearly supposed well to me anyway i don't know if it's clearly everyone else supposed to be a juxtaposition from the counters themselves because the counters can only go into good people and they have a symbiotic relationship with mm. them in the same sort of way that the evil spirits go into evil people. The the main villain, if we're going to call him that, um, is also like in the last, I think it was episode seven and, and eight, uh, has like, they go back into a memory because one of the, the girl, the, the girl has that power to bring him back into his memory of his parents' uh, car accident, but he can actually... Interact. sent them in the memory and interact like out you know as though he is not fully part of the memory mm-hmm. and manages to pull the kid out of the memory in back into the real world and then back into in a the different memory. place like yeah. in a different that's a lot of power so, that was crazy <laughs> yeah so it's uh it's pretty wild it's pr- it's a pretty mm. wild it is there. interesting uh, like he like so he has to have some sort of like supernatural thing because none of the other well like, none of the others, others have been level fours though he's the only level four demon so far but they've been like with other like category threes have been like all over the place on this yeah. show it's I, kind of funny because beginning they were like oh we've never seen a category three before and now there's been like six of them and you're like Okay. Yeah, but like he's the only category four, so maybe, maybe there's a big leap between three and four. I guess right? so. Maybe, maybe it's just also... that he's, it's 
done by age. But he also takes the souls of the parents. That's true. Yes. They're like, either they've turned evil and everyone's like, mm, don't or be mad. somebody <laughs> ate them. And it's like, yeah, I think we're going to go with that one. one. Yeah. That kind of adds an extra like um, level to this whole thing is that they can't kill the people who are possessed by the evil spirit because if they kill them then those people are lost the um like the good souls that are that are trapped are lost forever so like if they kill the big bad guy then like someone's parents are gone forever and can never go to heaven so Mm -hmm. like can never can never be reborn yeah ain't that ain't good that ain't that ain't the way uh there's also another aspect of the show that i'm like a little confused about um but it's cool and that is the the territory Mm -hmm. so i don't really get it but i like i like the it's pretty lot to me what it's supposed to represent is that um a way for you to know that you're only focusing in on this group of counters because obviously there's a lot more crappy yeah. in the world and crap in korea that like those four doing that little amount is not taking out everything that they need to and mm-hmm. i think that's just like the the way that the show is representing that like you're like really only following this group of people so there's probably other yeah. counters but we're not going to worry about them we're only doing this and i think what it also like kind of stems to is that like it's the force so that like they know that they can't go elsewhere to get other people's or like mm-hmm. it, it forces them into not being able to pick up the like least bad people because there are like mm-hmm. yeah the steps down people that they would not be targeting as counters that are it, still it def- terrible people you know it definitely ties them to their town yeah and like it I, I would assume especially with our like the biggest kind of revelation about this is how the mayor is literally responsible for everything that's going on with every character's lives in this entire thing. And it being that only that neighborhood, I think that like probably mm-hmm. stems too. we could see in the next half that like, there's even more and that like, it's because the counters are really only there because they all like are known to each other. And it's really not that they're, you know, taking the, these evil spirits. It's like the journey of them finding the the path of their, whole storyline too i I also imagine as we know that so men is gonna have to at some point figure out how to like call the territory because he's done it a couple times by accident and and i think that that's you know i feel like that's gonna be pretty important so the territory looks like sort of a a light rainbow that's (laughs) pillars of rainbow light that washes over them um Sometimes he gets to play with it, and they're yeah, all like, "How are you touching like, it?" And he's what? like, and it, "Can't you all do and that?" It, and they're like, no, "And it's sort no, of like can't. it feels the the territory feels sort of like a sentient character in itself, but like, mm. and they keep talking about like the territory like changing or shrinking or moving. I feel like in the second half we're probably going to get more, hopefully, about like sort of the mechanics of how this territory functions because clearly it is very unusual that it communicates with this kid because they're all like whoa and it also has to tie in with him somehow just because we know he is the abnormal one he is the Mm -hmm. only one who was not in a coma yeah and was able to be kind of like Mm -hmm. possessed the way that he is so it's got to move into it i think the way that like some some of the biggest reveals about how the mayor is tied in it mm-hmm. i think that's where we're headed because yeah. like the mayor has just been kind of like silently here and there which is like another aspect of the show that i really liked like you had the mayor and it was like almost like in the beginning it was more of like just like a uh, of course politicians being crappy and you know and like it'd be a vehicle of allowing the Mm -hmm. son to be the way that he is because his main bully is the mayor's son um but then you start to kind of like slowly like remember things like he remembers when he was in the car with his parents that the mayor election had just happened 
then you see that there's there's ties to people. This like mayor's like subplot is actually really great. And I also actually really respect it too, because mm-hmm. they, they're actually setting up how terrible the mayor is, which then actually allows the mayor's son to be as terrible as he has yeah. been. Like he's literally a psychopath. Yeah, he's, he's a, a psychopath. psychopath. And there was nothing to like get you to like understand why he was that way. Because just being the mayor's son doesn't make that happen. Like, mm-hmm. right. I-, I needed something. And so, like, having, like, a really corrupt, would-kill-other-people mayor makes sense now. He just mm-hmm. read that. Yeah, weird to be, like, you know, you're doing high school bullying, and it's bad high school bullying. It's not, like, the lighter stuff. It's it's bad, it feels like a bit of a leap to get to and so now we're going to kill three of you like not even just yeah. fake mm-hmm. a suicide or push you off the roof in a fight but like on we're gonna kill you and bury the bodies and you're like that feels a bit of a step to take but then you <laughs> find of, out like maybe not for this kid because his dad has bodies buried so Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me. It reminds me a lot of sort of the uh, the characters from Itawan class of you know the the CEO and his son who was just they're total psychos, but like to a new degree of psychotic, like yeah. just straight up murder instead of accidental manslaughter. Yeah, but like the acting is incredible. It's, they're doing such a good job. Like every like. Cause like there, I find like with a character like that, it's really easy to like take it to a too far when you're acting, you know, and sort of it becomes sort of a satire almost, and you're just like you're like okay, like no one would get away with that if that's how they acted. Like someone would say something, but like the way that they have the show set up, it's like it's subtle enough that. It makes sense when everything gets put together. And then when you start asking yourself, like, well, how would they get, how would they even get away with all this? And then you see all the elements of like buying off cops and, you know, like infiltrating different companies and like taking over, you know, different political, you know, seats and things. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. That it didn't okay. sort of happen sure. overnight, that it's been, yeah. it starts slow and they build and they get there. and. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like I today I'd wake up and choose evil. <laughs> like, no, that's not that's not, uh, that's not what's happening. <laughs> I, I do like the percentage of screen time that that gets, though, as far as they tell all of that. Honestly, it's corruption story a little bit, mm-hmm. but the slow like it's only in bits Mm. To where, like, if you compare it to Lawless Lawyer, for instance, Lawless Lawyer hinges on a very corrupt town and mayor and all types of stuff. But there's a lot of screen time dedicated to it, which ultimately, for me, is usually kind of a drag because, like, mm-hmm. every single episode, so mm-hmm. much time dedicated to the corruption. But with The Uncanny Counter, it, it, it's been a slow draw throughout these eight episodes, and they yeah. don't. They use their time very wisely with that. It's not a lot of mm-hmm. extra time of, oh, let's see five to ten minutes of people groveling at the feet of this corrupt person. No, like, yeah. you know, they very, there's groveling they very, and it gets done. Like, very, it, it's pretty quick. Yeah, they, nice. they, very, uh, they very succinctly tell you all you need to know without hammering it into your face you know yeah. i feel like a lot of those shows it's like you would get it after one scene but they're putting like five scenes and you're like come on now yeah <laughs> we, we got it after the first one we don't need them anymore but um no no this the show is beautifully written it's a really well written show and the pacing wow chef's kiss yeah it's i think that the pacing is really, really good in this especially mm-hmm. like I mean, like with that mayor thing is the fact that they were able to so kind of like seamlessly throw you off through the entire thing, because like you are like supposed to per what the writers are trying to get you to like not really notice that the mayor's thing is as big as it is through Mm -hmm. most of this half of the series and uh, it and to focus on like the connections between two like so it like it baits you with like the story Mm -hmm. of like the connection between his parents with the the one guy and like that kind of yeah, thing the cop, yeah the cop 
Yeah, the, the revelation is more this story is not happening in a vacuum and less like sudden like twist. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. We've been telling you the twist, but now you're just realizing that it's like what, you're seeing it, all, it. what it all means. Yeah. So, yeah. I've made the connections. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's nice too, like because it's low build to the point where now in eight we we see what a big player the mayor is to some you know to some extent anyway Mm -hmm. but like you can see how there's more to go like it could keep building as too often it's like it like sky said either it's too much or it's not enough and then you get this like you know 15th episode reveal ha ha it's the mayor and you're like what like you didn't you didn't give me that for the last 14 episodes like how what and they're giving it to you they're just it's part of the story and I like that that it's it's not a big shock value reveal in the final episode or something dumb the story moves really organically in a way that really roots it into this strange sort of reality which you wouldn't think because it is very clearly like an urban fantasy but it feels real and like the stories that like it it has a bizarre sense of like I don't want to say like reality but like being grounded in our universe that it feels like yeah sure this seems like something that could be going mm-hmm. on. And then when you step back, you're like, no, they're hunting demons. Like, get out of here, get out of here. <laughs> like, okay, I, I but they really make hunting evil spirits seem like, sure, plausible. Like, this all makes well, sense. I think yeah. that's like, there's two things that make that happen. It's the first is that like, they might be like really super strong, but it's never like comically strong. And it just feels like that mm-hmm. they, it's like the only thing that's like weird about it is it, it, who, where the strength is coming from for the person. But like the things mm-hmm. that they're doing is not like super far out of fetch for like humans to do. Yeah, like break yeah. you know, knife, okay, whatever. And then also the fact that the, the relationships are really grounded in real like, mm-hmm. realism. So like, just even they're like, little things like the the fact they run this noodle shop and it's like everything that's like tied to the noodle shop is very just like a real time thing um he and his Mm. friends are not are literally high school kids they're not played up like any other high school they are like grounded in like being like Mm. just real like random kids from the school that and his like true relationship with the grandparents and then the grandma was suffering from something that is a very real disease and a very like uh, thing mm-hmm. that like a lot of people have like there's just like a lot of like realism in it in general and they don't do a lot with like special effects that much too so I think that like mm-hmm. helps in things and like the even the like spirits it's just like you see like maybe a person's light uh, like eyes light up and then you see the like a spirit as a light but like that's it for the weirdness of it so that like yeah those and that's, really that's just to indicate to you all right we this is who this is this is the evil person and that's all that's indicating mm-hmm. to you like it's nothing you know and it's it's very interesting because with the exception of you know a dude level four demon um just like the crimes like the the bad things that these spirits are doing they're not like we're going to take over the world it's like i'm gonna kill my husband for his insurance money like it's all very like these like i'm you know gonna beat my wife to death and like it's 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 all very a random person it's not like some like suit up character that like no it's just it's not comical too except for like i will say that like one of the yeah. bad things is that the actress who plays that the woman who killed the wife definitely thought she was acting in a mock jong and she was not so her character was a little wonky uh, for yeah. that yeah. thing so yeah. but that was probably the only time i ever see, saw that but like it's supposed to be that like her character was supposed to be kind of really grounded in being yeah. just like a normal right. insane like top. not a mock yeah. mock jong insane like she's portraying it but right yeah i mean like just like you know insane well and just that normal people being bad like and that's what it is normal they're not i i like that 
like we've got those sort of two separate stories that are intertwined, but like the goal of the mayor and stuff, it's not as far as we know anyway, it's not because the mayor is some like level six demon trying to take over the world by being the mayor. He's just honestly a really bad dude. And then you've got like, he's just a corrupt evil spirits. He's doing what a mayor could physically do right now in our world. That's what it is. Yes, exactly. He's literally literally doing what a corrupt man in power can do and get away with. It's not like, oh, he has supernatural powers that, you know, no. No, Yeah, it's it's because everything everything aside from just being able to summon the evil spirits out of people and having a little bit of extra strength, aside from those things, everything definitely works on the mechanics of our world even even when they get a little bit of extra money to help with something or even the tech that they have to help them once in a while just shut off a security camera it's so simple like it's so limited that it's like believable to where i'll accept the fact that that turned off that one security camera they pointed at like yeah they're like going around communicating to each other with little like bluetooth like headphones like yeah it's very like and it's like and and it shows them it shows that they still have to train they still have to work to make money to live they still have to you know deal with real schools it's just every once in a while yeah, every once in a while they're like, oh, okay, we're out of noodles. Everyone get out. <laughs> Pay later. We gotta go. <laughs> well, even having that like the the sugar daddy counter, like, is a is a good like they're not Batman. They aren't just billionaires who can afford to do all these things. They do have backing. It does cost money. You have to have a car. You have to have these mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And they recognize that, okay, so we hired you know we like enrolled this like wealthy guy and he keeps things rolling because he knows the world costs money like yeah normal it's and not- it's not and it's not like and it and they don't treat it like he's an unlimited you know bank account like i when when he first gave the, the they, high school you know, student they, his like black card and he was like so use it but like only for you know and i was like for sure they're gonna have some scene of him like taking his buddies out and like you know going a little crazy because he's a high schooler like but they didn't mm-hmm. but like but that's not his character that, yeah. yeah no his character wouldn't he's very responsible that's, and like true works for everything he has and it's like, and, and you know, him abusing someone else's money would be very counter yeah. to- But he was um, still like, I get to touch a black car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 He's like, no. <laughs> I mean, like, you see the little things, like she gives him the meat for his, um, his ceremony. Memorial. Yeah. memorial. And she jokes around, she's like, that will be 550. And he goes to like, get it out of his pockets. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm giving this to you for free. I would have like made the soup if I could have, but I couldn't, so. Yeah. So far, this half of the show, um, we've seen at least little glimpses through three of the four main counters. So we haven't really gotten a ton of backstory on the Ajima counter Mm. yet. Yeah. Mm. And so I'm hoping we get at least a little bit more. I mean, Mm -hmm. it probably won't be this huge in-depth thing, or maybe it will be. But as far as, because we kind of got a glimpse of the... uh, you know, like the sister counter, whatever you want to call her, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, and her then we definitely have, story, yeah, and then we have Motak, which of course we're getting more of him because it's so connected with yeah. the parents, but, and and then the detective. Yeah, I'm curious to see what her story's going to be, if they're, because they are revealing little parts of it that, like, her angel spirit calls her mom, and, you know, and he's like i don't know so there's like weird things connections maybe going on there that that might be fun yeah yeah that's just my guess that we'll at least get a little bit more about you Mm -hmm. know like kind of what happened to her or whatever since we saw i think it's like the the next segment that's happened Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well it makes sense because you're getting you know you've gotten backstories from hey lizzie we've gotten backstories from everyone else so it's like come on we gotta give us the goods we need to know i thought it was interesting in the sort of like second half of the eighth episode that they've introduced like almost yet another 
plot, there's like an environmental aspect now and stuff. And it's like, mm. just keeps building. And I like the way it keeps, you know, it's like little crime, big crime, big, like, and now we're like environmental and you're like maybe poisoning everybody. Like it's blowing out of control, but. Maybe that's why, no. I think it'd be better if like the grandma is actually suffering from a real disease. I think that's yeah. better storytelling, yeah. but I was like, well, maybe if she's being affected, but I don't think that's happening. <laughs> no. I, I did like no, the Ajima no. counter, she... how the Ajima counter was like, that's the last straw. I yeah. use that water to make our noodles. And that is not okay. <laughs> that's, not okay. <laughs> that's it. Okay. Murder. I, you know what? You it's know. kind of bad, but this, this, I draw the line. <laughs> I'm like... putting my foot down. <laughs> and, 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 and it's like, it just feels so grounded in reality for that to be like her response to them because she'd be like i was serving this sludge water to my client (laughs) (laughs) like no i I actually i love her character the show's incredible like the cast is incredible great yeah yeah because she's and i I actually really like she does her character doesn't overplay the mom card Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. them all but it's enough that it's like with even with Motak, like, who's the one that stabbed you? That one? Where did he stab you? Okay, I will go beat him up. She's kind of there. Yeah, <laughs> she's kind of almost in this land between an aunt and mom. Like, she's like right in that middle ground. No, she's okay. a really cool character, and she can hold her own, and she can. Mm-hmm. That, and, she, like, and she never overdoes like yeah. she never makes anybody uncomfortable with being like too mom ish. No, yeah. no, no, no. And it's like. And, and her empathy, like everything in this show, is grounded in reality. And then, so it's like, it's you don't feel like she's being, you know, overacting, like being emotional mm-hmm. or anything. Like when she's like really upset to find out like, you know, about that the, you know, the kid's parents were murdered and she's very upset for him. And it feels very to character and very real how someone would react to that situation. And- you know, and her empathy towards others is, you can tell is like an integral part of why she has this healing power, you know? So, cause I feel like, you know, the show is really subtly trying to indicate like the powers that you get when you're a counter, like your special specialization really has a lot to do with you as a person. And I, I will say about that actress, so she was in Lawless Lawyer, and mm. her role in Lawless Lawyer was, first of all, a bad, a bad chick. But she overplayed; like that role was supposed to be overplayed a bit. Um, so it's really cool to see how differently she's able to act within those two roles. Like it's like night and day. It's her range. Her range is just so good with all of her characters that she plays. Yeah, and I thought. Um, let me get her. I know her. Like, I was just looking at it. So I'm going to say her name because I'm really bad at this. <laughs> say Jung is doing a fantastic oh, job in this. So- yes. And I think this is one of those things that, like, you can tie back to, like, those people who think that idol actors can't do mm-hmm. a role correctly. And she's doing fantastic in this role. Like, I really yeah, liked her and- when she was doing Busted, but that's, like, a different thing. That's a variety. But, like, I've liked that's her in yeah. everything I've seen her in. Like, yeah, I and feel just, like she's a really good actress. Yeah, like, I, I just, I really love her character, and I think she's doing it really well. Like, because she could go too far with it, because mm-hmm. she is kind of the one that's, like, a little bit more tortured, and you kind of you find out why, because how she had to live, and then, like, with her um, sister and the guilt that she has based on that but I think mm-hmm. like she could go in a route that would be a little bit too much and she's not going that route um but yeah. like you also see like- how strong she is because she mm-hmm. is definitely one of the stronger ones in the group because she can read minds mm-hmm. but she's also really good at catching the people and she's the one that like has been the one to catch all the like higher level mm-hmm. I just I think I think she's doing such a good job for being so young and so young in her acting like to have Mm -hmm. this kind of role and be able to play it off is really it's like the way that she displays this sort of simmering rage Mm. that she as like the character pushes down and it's it would 
would be very easy to sort of come off as emotionless in this and just like mean, but she doesn't. It's like she comes off as guarded and angry. Yeah. Which is Mm -hmm. what you would be if you were in her situation. Yeah, like the things that happen to her are not like based on how she is like mentally, like her social cues or anything like that. It's based on past trauma. So it's 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 a direct result to that. And she's been mm-hmm. very good at picking up that as opposed to being like mm-hmm. something else. It is really nice to see. Like I she was in school 2017. And then um, mm-hmm. I want to is that I want to hear your song. And she was good in both yeah. of those. Like she was really good in both of those. But even of those, she had more of that a little more of like a, a bubbly, normal you know, a little bit of trauma in your background, but like probably closer to who she is as a human yeah, being. Yeah, like a pretty normal, bubbly person. So mm-hmm. it she did well with those roles, but because they're sort of similar roles and normal, it's a little difficult to say, well, are you really a great actor or are you pl- being you in that situation? And then this character is very different from what mm-hmm. I've seen her play before. So it's clear that she does have definite acting skills. She's great. Mm-hmm. Mm. She's a delight. They all are. It's good. The show is fantastic. The acting is fantastic. The production is fantastic. The writing is fantastic. It's easy to watch. It's on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, you can watch it. Um, the, there was a brief uh, break there was a week's break in the episodes, but they're resuming. Uh, they'll be up as of the past weekend from when this comes out. Um, and I think that I can say that we all recommend it. Yeah. No one's, no yeah. one's not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But we're all like, and it's, to be honest, like the four of us really like different things from shows. So the fact that all four of us are like, yeah, mm-hmm. thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah. watch it. <laughs> you know, you know it's quality. It's a quality show. Uh, if all four of us are in agreement over its, uh, you know, appeal, mm-hmm. appeal. Yeah, it has. It definitely does have a sort of universal appeal to it. There's something in it that I think everyone can enjoy, unless you're one of those strange people who are like fantasy they have magical powers i can never get into this but then you have no joy in your soul so that's that's a you problem only thing that i was at all (laughs) nervous about with this was in the very beginning when uh, so moon first meets the the sister character he thinks she's really pretty and i was like okay hang on you're in high school she's not in high school let's not that show and they don't appear to be doing that so i'm i'm good there's no i've seen a couple people on the internet saying like they have great chemistry and when they get to and i'm like what do you mean when like no he's in high school and she's like 20 something please no just- they have they have real sibling chemistry yeah not I, if, if they suddenly turn this into romantic i'll be very surprised because that is not the vibe that i am getting yeah, from it definitely. Oh, it also should be known that there is a second season coming i don't know when that yes. will be but it's has it been confirmed I, i'm pretty sure it has been confirmed I, I don't think they have a confirmation on when they can start per actors schedules yeah. So that's mm-hmm. that's helpful too because I've been feeling like up until they announced that they were trying for a second season, I was really really nervous for the Ajiba character. I figured she was gonna die before the end of the series, so she still could see. But maybe it's a little more hopeful. If they for had her, planned for know? her to die, I hope that they don't change it. I don't. I don't yeah. think that allowing the non-deaths to happen just because there's not like a not like a second season like i Mm -hmm. it's good for the her because she would get a second season of a show but like story-wise i guess for me it feels like they've been setting it up because like you have to have somebody die kind of thing Mm -hmm. and so yeah i could see like if in the series if in the books she doesn't 
die mm-hmm. at this point or whatever, but they were going to kill her for the show just to make it more dramatic. And now they're not going to do that. That's good. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I, don't, I, I hope it doesn't mean that they're quickly rewriting all the scripts for the second half so that they can like draw out the story longer or piss us all off with a super big cliffhanger or something stupid. Like I, mm-hmm. I hope they still tell the story they mean to tell. But I guess time will tell when the second half of this uh, show comes out, when the second half is aired. So we recommend it. If you want to watch it, watch it on Netflix. We are not sponsored by <laughs> this. These are our own opinions. We are not. We're de- we wish we were, but we're, we're not. We're not sponsored by Netflix uh, or OCN, but if OCN wants to sponsor. Listen. Please, and give us access to OCN. all the OCN shows, not just the ones that like, listen. decides they want. <laughs> we're available, <laughs> you know. <laughs> We just, you know, we're just, we're just putting this energy out into the world, you <laughs> know, with a little it. bit of like, maybe, you know, listen. Uh, anyway, we hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you give Uncanny Counters a chance uh, if you haven't already, because it's fantastic. Um, and we hope that you have a safe and fun beginning to your 2021 year. Uh, you made it. We all made it. Good job, us. Yay. We did it. Uh, thank you. Yay, 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 they say exhaustedly, <laughs> looking out into the, out through the window, like someone waiting for their husband to return home from the war, like, we made it. Uh, anyway, uh, we hope that you have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening to us. If you want to become an official sponsor of this podcast, you can go to ko-fi.com slash certified nunas to become a part of our official certified fam family we love everyone over there and they keep the lights going and you know we have a good time and we just we really appreciate the way the community supports us so we really thumbs up uh we love all of you um if you want to listen to us we are wherever podcasts can be found but you can also go to our website certifiednunas.com and all the show notes and links to everything we talk about are on the episode posts and if you want to hit us up on social media, it's always at Certified Nunas. One word. We're mostly on Twitter and Instagram. And we love hearing from you guys. So thank you for listening. We hope you have a fantastic start to your year. And stay safe, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.